Unbelievable. Unbelievable catch by Jaden Reed at the end of it to seal the deal. And a great throw by Peyton Thorne. That game, like watching that whole thing go down, that was crazy. Like just the fact from the the messed up field goal, the bad snap, the bad handling of the ball, which just was atrocious game management. And we'll get to that later. And the fact that Michigan State still came back and won. They out-toughed Wisconsin. They were down at the half. What a win for Michigan State. And by what a win, I mean not that this team is great or not that they're going to for sure go bowling, but they have a pulse. And this is something that we haven't seen from Michigan State since they were 2-0 and after beating Akron. This is their best game that they've played since they played Mac schools and they finally beat a Big Ten opponent. They beat a Big Ten opponent who was coming off a sizable win with Jim Leonard at the helm at Wisconsin. They blew out Northwestern, came in here with some confidence, and Michigan State just beat them. This game, along with the fact that Tennessee Tennessee beat Alabama, Nick Saban's no longer undefeated against the Tennessee Volunteers, which is something that I didn't know if I ever thought I would say, but Tennessee is going to be ranked ahead of Alabama, and rightfully so because they beat them. Michigan is going to be ranked ahead of Alabama. Alabama is probably going to be outside of the. They're probably going to be outside of the top five, or maybe not because Oklahoma State lost. But yeah, this is crazy. What a weekend. What a weekend of college football. Alabama will certainly be outside of the top four because Michigan, Tennessee, Georgia, and Ohio State are going to be there. But crazy. Like, crazy weekend for college football. Michigan State, no one was picking them to win. They came out and got away with a win anyway. Illinois beat Minnesota by double digits when Minnesota was favored. Michigan crushed Penn State. TCU beat Oklahoma State. Syracuse and Dino Babers, they're 6-0. They won. Texas won against Iowa State in a rock-fighting game, which shows that Texas has mental toughness for the first time. It's just crazy weekend for college football. And again, it's not even over. Uh, Kentucky and Mississippi State are playing right now. Florida State and Clemson are playing right now. And Clemson, they could lose to Florida State. And as a Michigan fan and a Big Ten fan, I hope they do lose to Florida State. And then USC and Utah is on in a few minutes because at the time of this recording, it's 7.54 p.m. right now. Anyway, what a job by the Michigan State Spartan football players, specifically Jaden Reed and Peyton Thorne. Thorne going 21 of 29 for 265 yards, 9.1 yards per pass, and two touchdowns. It was his best game, I'd say is probably his best game of the year, at least looking at things statistically. Jaden Reed also went one of one for 25 yards, and he had a touchdown on a trick play. Um, Jaden Reed also led the team in receptions with nine, receiving yards with 117, and he had a receiving touchdown. Keon Coleman had five receptions for 79 yards and two receiving touchdowns. So Michigan State's offense, they finally had a pulse here. Wisconsin overall as a team, just like Michigan State, these are not they're not good teams, but a win is a win. Michigan State's no longer 0-3 in conference. Mel Tucker has a conference win. 
Michigan State is 3-4. and four. They have Indiana, they have Rutgers, they have Illinois, they have they have Penn State, and, you know, Indiana and Rutgers are very beatable, and then between Illinois and Penn State and Michigan, those are their other three games, so they have five remaining games left. I don't know. I mean, this team is, a, they're alive in the bowl, they're alive to contend for a, for a modest bowl game. Is what I'm saying, and that's important. Giving the 0 and 4 start to their actual schedule and non-max schedule that the Michigan State Spartans had, very important. So good win for Michigan State. That's what I'm going to say here. Good win for Wisconsin. It's a very painful loss. They're three and four, one and three in conference. This by losing to Michigan State in this fashion, this almost completely derails all hope of them reaching Indy. It does. It's not going to happen. It will not happen. I think that with Illinois doing what they did today, Illinois is the team that is going to be favored to reach Indy now. You have Nebraska and Purdue, who I think are still in the hunt to a certain degree, and they're playing right now is what is what they're doing um, against Purdue. And you look at just everything that this game means for the Badgers, and they came up short. Absolutely came up short. Braylon Allen doesn't deserve to be on this team, to be with Graham Mertz, who made Michigan State's secondary look competent. Michigan State held Wisconsin to 283 total yards. That's heresy. Michigan State's defense is one of the worst in the country, not just by efficiency rankings, but by the eyeball test and by total statistics, and Wisconsin Wisconsin couldn't even put up 300 total yards, and they had two turnovers against that defense. So Michigan State, they stepped up to the plate, they struggled in the mud, and they came out tougher. They did what they had to do. They were efficient overall. They did have some errors, obviously, in play calling and game management, like the field goal at the end of regulation, but they won, and that's all you can ask for in, in a homecoming, much-need win environment is just win. At the end of the day, like look at 2021 Nebraska, for example. All these hypotheticals, a team that was impressive in every way, but they went 3-9 and nine. despite being impressive, having a great defense, being able to make explosive plays. They, they went 3-9. and nine. And at the end of the day, Anyone would rather have a team that has a winning record that can get a win, even if they look sluggish compared to a team that has a lot of hype, that has a lot of potential, but at the end of the day, just can't execute and can't get that W, whether it's on the road or at home. So Mel Tucker got a much needed win tonight in East Lansing, and I cannot say that enough. You'll hear me say it several more times throughout this video. Both teams are still at the bottom of the food chain in the Big Ten. They're three and four. They're one and three in conference. They're probably going to finish with losing conference records. I'd say, in Michigan State's case, I'd say almost definitely that's the case. Wisconsin, being that they're in the Big Ten West, they play Purdue, Maryland, at Iowa, at Nebraska, Minnesota. Wisconsin could, they, honestly, looking at the rest of their schedule, I could see them going finishing out four and one at best, and that's a very realistic very realistic chance for them to do so with the talent they have and with the amount of home games that they have. 
much-needed win for both programs, and Michigan State got it. If Wisconsin got this win, they would be 4-3. and three. They'd have a 500-conference record, they'd get some momentum because they'd have back-to-back wins, and the probability of them winning out, from my standpoint of it, would very much increase. Because they have Jim Leonard at the helm, and the firing of Christ was unpopular with the players, there's going to be, you know, there's probably more likely than not going to be a lot of fluctuation in how Wisconsin functions as a unit, as a cohesive team, depending on if the team wins or loses. So watch out for Wisconsin in the next few weeks and see if, you know, maybe they do respond to this loss somehow, or more likely than not, maybe this team just completely derails and falls off a cliff. For Michigan State, they have a bye along with Michigan, both having a bye before the battle for the Paul Bunyan Trophy on October October 29th, yes. So that's Michigan State's next game that they're going to be preparing for is the game against Michigan. Michigan's going to be preparing for them too. That's going to be, in my opinion, just as sort of an early preview, I think Michigan will probably win, but it's going to be a good game. I think both sides will bring intensity. I think no side is going to overlook the other, and there will be trick plays, there will be aggression, and I'm just looking forward to it as a Michigan fan. And Michigan State winning today makes the matchup more exciting because from my standpoint of it, this was a much-needed win. And if Michigan State were to lose this game, Michigan State would probably completely fall off the rails. This game shows that Mel Tucker and the staff still have the team, that they haven't lost the team, because that would be absolutely horrible if in front of a crowd that's mostly Michigan State fans, like in front of alumni, at homecoming, if Michigan State lost that game, felt 2-5, and 0-4 oh in conference, at that point, you're prob- you're almost definitely not going bowling. You have a top four team in Michigan that you'd be facing in two weeks, and which in this scenario they'd likely be hit by a bus and fall to two and six. That isn't happening now. They're three and four, one and three in conference, and Peyton Thorne in the offense had a pulse, the defense had a pulse, so the team is improving. They hit the trough. They hit if we were to map out Michigan State on on a graph, they've already hit the bottom. They're going upward for now from here. They're on their way back up, it very much seems. And for Wisconsin, we really don't know. Wisconsin's been kind of losing every other week and winning every other week. Losing to Washington State, Ohio State, Illinois and now Michigan State. Illinois and Ohio State being teams that, in retrospect, Wisconsin deserve to lose to because those are good teams, but Washington State and Michigan State are more puzzling losses, certainly, for the Wisconsin Badgers. The ramifications for this game are not ex- they're not exactly huge, at least for this year, because both of these programs are rebuilding. Wisconsin fired Paul Christ. At this point, after losing this game, you're not going to Indy. You have to survive. You have to establish the foundation for the next guy, whether that's Jim Leonard, whether that's Lance Leipold, or another coach who's going to come in if Jim Leonard isn't retained. You have to start building foundations. 
For Michigan State, it's the same thing. Michigan State, really, you just want to get to five and seven or six and six and just head into next year, knowing that this year was bad, but you didn't go three and nine or two and ten. You had a pulse, were able to get some wins in the middle of the season, were able to play some younger players and have experience and have some have some hope internally heading into twenty twenty three and using using the outside doubt from the outside world knowing that hey we got something here we have a mentality and we have a culture and we have recruits the goal for both of these teams is to build a foundation more long term so a lot of the outcomes of this game could very well be more long term especially for Michigan State here for Wisconsin the offense still looks absolutely abysmal Bobby Engram has work to do. And this immediately leads into the fact that Graham Mertz is just... Ugh, I, the, words cannot describe how bad he is. He's disgusting. You go 14 of 25 for 131 yards. You average 5.2 yards per pass. You have two passing touchdowns. You have one pick, but 5.2 yards per pass against one of the worst secondaries in the country, along with throwing a pick against one of the worst secondaries in the country, granted it was to Jacoby Winman, who's the best player on the Michigan State, you know, he's their best defensive player. What are you doing? What are you doing? And Braylon Allen, at some point, led the team in receiving yards, and rushing yards. He finished averaging 4.2 yards per carry, had 123 rushing yards for two rushing touchdowns. It, it seemed like Michigan State's rushing defense stepped up a little bit, but also Wisconsin's O-line, as we've come to know from the Illinois game, is just, they're a bothersome. They hold Braylon Allen back. This is not your typical Wisconsin offensive line. Wisconsin and Iowa this year this is the year where Wisconsin and Iowa's ancient systems finally caught up to them. It doesn't work anymore. Recruiting three-star recruits off the farm, whether it's the dairy farm in Wisconsin or the cornfield in Iowa, it, it doesn't work anymore. It absolutely, it, it doesn't work. What Wisconsin and Iowa have done on offense doesn't work, and Wisconsin's actually made a change to their credit. Iowa, absolutely not. They haven't. But this team does not deserve Braylon Allen one bit. He carried. He carried the offense. He accounted for half of their points. He accounted for almost half of their total yards. And he was only, his average yards per carry was only one yard less than his quarterback's average yards per pass attempt. That's bad. That's really, that's, it's shameful really. It's just shameful. And this defense was the definition of anti-clutch in coverage, as exemplified by the last play. You're covering Jaden Reed, who's an amazing wide receiver, but still, like, honestly, still, the plays that Michigan, that like Wisconsin had matchups, they were in coverage against Keon Coleman in the fourth quarter, against Keon Coleman in overtime, and against Jaden Reed in the second overtime, and every time they lost the one-on-one -on -one matchup. Every time. Every stinking time.
They lost the one-on-one matchup. Wisconsin's defense did not help them one bit in this game. Same with their offense. Let's talk about Michigan State. Peyton Thorne did everything to put his team in a position to win. Everything. From the scramble to get his team in a position to kick the field goal, from him completing nearly 75% of his passes, throwing for over 250 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He did everything. Everything in his power to get his team a win and his team got a win so for that Peyton Thorne had his first good game since really since the Washington game like this game and the Washington game were his best games of the entire year every other game he's been mediocre or straight up bad or atrocious this was one of his good games and for if you're a Michigan State fan you hope that this helps him have some confidence heading into the bye week, and that he can build that confidence in the bye week and for the rest of the season. Because if you want to win and go bowling, you need him to perform like this in every game to give you a shot to win. Because the run game still isn't good, and the offensive line still isn't good. Game management was still very questionable, but a win is a win. The field goal at the end. You have like 15 seconds left. And I forget exactly what down it was, and I want to check so I am not inaccurate here or don't sound like a bozo, but let me check at the end of turnover on downs. It was just, it was fourth and three, so you couldn't spike it, but you had a, sc- you had a screen pass play. You, you were running the ball successfully because Elijah Collins ran it for five yards and it was third and two. Why would you attempt a screen pass to the other side of the field and you know like what are you doing like i understand that maybe he jaden reed could have gotten out of bounds but the screen pass wasn't going to the sideline it was coming on the inside as jaden reed was coming toward the middle of the field that wasn't a good play call and then rushing the field goal unit out it's a bad snap bryce Beringer has to throw it up heave it up in the air and it's intercepted like that was just not good game management whatsoever and then the penalties by michigan state nine penalties for 102 yards game management and discipline were not top tier for michigan state but a win's a win and michigan state all they needed tonight was a win and because of that the spartans now have a realistic chance of going bowling they're three and four and their next game is against michigan which is likely going to be a loss, and then they travel at Illinois. So they're going to have back-to-back, likely top 25 matchups, like back-to-back, at Michigan, at Illinois. But then they return home against Rutgers, against Indiana. I anticipate that they'll beat both Rutgers and Indiana. There's a chance. I think they have a decent shot, and by decent I mean not like 50%, not like a coin flip game, but... Between Illinois and Penn State, they have a decent shot at winning one of those games. The game at Michigan is going to be daunting, and if this wasn't a rivalry game, if Mel Tucker wasn't 2-0 against Michigan, if Michigan State didn't have a winning record in the past two decades against Michigan, I'd say Michigan State has no shot to win that Michigan game, based on how Michigan has looked. This isn't 2017 traveling to an overrated team in Ann Arbor with all media hype. I mean... Michigan came out, and they didn't play their best game, but they just dismantled Penn State. Like, 
they cut Penn State open and tore their ribs from their body. Like, they, they just tore Penn State apart. And they've torn everyone apart that they faced in the second half. Like, that's a consistency with Michigan is they start out slow, but they beat you and they break you in the second half. But the Spartans have a decent chance of going bowling. And for Michigan State, that's what it's about right now. It's not about winning out because that's definitely unrealistic, but it's about surviving, getting to 2023 with still having some faith and job security in Mel Tucker for him to do his job and still recruit well and see what the future holds. And with that, I'm going to end my video here. Thank you all for watching. If you like this video, make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts down below. Thank you all for watching, and if you're listening via Spotify, make sure to follow the channel. See you guys later.